Good morning, boys and girls. Let's see if I can do this right today. Yesterday, I started this podcast twice, and <clears throat> well, I won't say through no error of my own because the first one was a big goof on my part. My habit when I sit at this desk is to grab my headset and just go. And I recorded about 15 minutes of, of content, and then I, I had a pause for a moment, so I hit play back, and I'm like, why is this so low? And then I looked. And there was my snowball microphone forlornly sitting by itself, pushed to the corner on the arm. And I thought, well, crap. (laughs) So I took the headset off. I pulled the microphone over. I apologized profusely for my error. And I started again. And then my idiot neighbor came home with his loud music and his thumping bass. And I said, well, forget this. It's not going to happen today. So here we are. Podcast number seven, I believe. I know, less than a week, or about a week from the other one. Yay. And, um, well, here we are. It's it's a Wednesday. It's a beautiful morning. It's sunny. It's it's not hot yet. So there's that. I would say I got a good night's sleep, but that would be a lie. Uh, that's That's been a long time not coming, I guess, would be one way of putting it. This morning I want to talk to you a little bit about Bible reading and Bible study and and things like that. Growing up in the Catholic Church, we were never encouraged to read the Bible. It was the priest would read to us and would respond in whatever way we were supposed to respond. You know, I'd have to pull out the Catholic Church cheat sheet to know what the proper response was to everything. It's usually Amen or or something like that. And also, also with you was another one, which as an adult that made me think of like. You know, when someone would say, may the force be with you, my instinct would be, and also with you, because it's just ingrained into my head for the 16 or so years I grew up in that environment. But the Bible was nothing that was ever encouraged to be read in my house or nothing we even thought about. Just you go to church on Sunday, he reads to you from some Bible passage. Actually, he called them epistles, which is like, I think that means it's a letter. You know, like someone wrote a letter to you, so an epistle to Paul, an epistle to Mark, whatever it was. And that's what he would read. Now, I don't know what the difference in the Catholic Bible and, say, the King James Version Bible is. It's probably wording. I don't know if it's like a word-for-word kind of translation in that way. Because oftentimes, when things are translated, things go askew and slightly awry sometimes. So... Take that into consideration when you're when you're shopping for a Bible that things may not be exactly the same as another Bible, and I'm not sure that that that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just it is a thing to consider. The church I went to in Oklahoma when I was living in Broken Arrow, first First Baptist of Broken Arrow, actually, you know, I was led there. Somehow God got us going to church with my ex-wife and I, well, wife at the time, started going. And we went, and it was all right. It was my first experience, really, outside of the Catholic Church. And it was different to me. There's no there's no kneeling and genuflecting and, and any of that stuff. There was no communion. No, the priest talking to you for 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the day. But it was nice, and when we left, everybody shook our hand. And I, I genuinely felt... Like they wanted us to be there, and they were happy that we were there. And that was great. I loved that. 
you know, everything was everything was great there. So we started going back and we kept going back for quite a while. And that was the first time they said, I was in a church where they said, all right, please open your Bibles too. And then they would give us a chapter and verse to read along with them as, as, as the pastor discussed it. And I'm, wow, this is really cool. I've never done this before. So I used the church Bible for a while. And then someone from the church, after I'd been there a while, asked, well, don't you have one? And I said, no, I'd never, I wouldn't say never needed one. But there was never really a need to, for me to have one, so I never, I would never would have bought one because I, I hadn't been to church in, God, ten years, twelve years, I don't know, maybe not quite that long, but a long time anyway. So they got together as a church and they presented me with a Bible and I read it from cover to cover within the first two days I had it. <clears throat> All right, maybe that's a stretch, but I did read it cover to cover, and there were so many things that were foreign to me and so many things that somehow seemed familiar and like I already knew them or it was like God was talking directly to me and I thought, well, how awesome is this? You know, here's this Bible that was written thousands of years ago and it feels just as relevant today as it did when he, when he wrote it. And I could always open the Bible anywhere and find something that was fitting to the day or the situation I was in. And honestly, there's no other book that I know of that can do that for you or for me or anyone really. If you look, the answers are there. If you open your heart and you pray and you say, God, please give me guidance, give me wisdom, give me some kind of insight and discernment, and he will deliver every single time without fail. But you've got to be open to it. You can't just open it and read a verse and say, all right, this has nothing to do with me. You know, growing up, the only exposure I really had to any Bible verses were Psalm 23. And I'm sure if you've ever been to a funeral home in the States, you are familiar with this because it's on every card that they hand out at the funeral. You know, the little slightly bigger than a business card, slightly smaller than a book, the little cardboard card they hand out with the person's name on it and some thoughts about the person. And on the back, there's the name of the funeral home and then Psalm 23, which is <clears throat> from King James. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths, paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, as a kid, that was pretty heavy stuff, you know. Valley of the shadow of death. What's that all about? You know, I he'll set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So you're having you're having a meal with all your enemies around you, and you're going to be safe. I'm like, all right, who is this God, and how how can he do this kind of stuff? And King James was fine for me. That's what they gave me. That's what I read. I liked it. It's a little hard to read if it's your first exposure to the Bible. King James can be a little, it can be a little bit much. All the these and the thous and the and the makeths and everything. And I'm not, I'm not mocking it. I'm really not. I just, I think it's a beautiful, I think it's a beautiful language and beautifully written the way it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. For for some of you, you may be in. Um, familiar with the new international version. I thought it was newer than it was. It's been around for a long time. 
And there's really not much difference between the two. And I'm going to put a, a link to this parallel Bible study in the show notes if you want to look at it on your own. It's really cool. It, you can compare any two Bibles side by side so you can see, you know, what's different. And changing a word, I don't think necessarily changes the meaning of it. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On the surface, I think those two are fine. I think there's really nothing wrong with doing that. Now, there are Bibles out there that are like way off from this, and I don't know how that happens or why it happens. I, I get it when they first translated the Bible way back when. You know, it was it was a bunch of guys translating it, sitting in a room translating from one to another and i'm sure there were mistakes made because who was who was doing the quality assurance checks back then did they did they like really read each one you know we didn't have a printing press so everything was done by hand by a person you know there was no no mass production which really messed things up for the for the church and for the king of england when they started doing that oh no the dirty common people are reading the word of the Lord and they don't need us anymore. So that I so that sent them into a quite a tizzy when you think about it. But like I said, I, I, you know, I, I read every night. It's like the last thing I do before I go to bed. So I'll, I'll fire up my, my phone or my Kindle or whatever. And I'll read now going back to, different versions and everything as far as i know i haven't done a word for word check but as far as i know i feel like our daily bread does a good job of, of translating it accurately so when you read the passage in our daily bread you know they give you the passage or they give you the notes now in the printed book you had to go and open your bible to read which i thought was great because i would get those from the church every month and i would go through my days and i'd, I'd do the daily devotions and everything and at the time, they didn't really stick with me. It was something like, all right, this is just something you do kind of thing. But now they stick with me, and I, I I will stop, and I will look things up if I don't understand a particular passage or I want to know more about it. <clears throat> and I think in a way that brings me closer to God because I'm researching his word, and I'm, I'm diving deeply into it, and I want to know more about it, and I want it to surround me, and I want it to consume me. And I want to make it a part of my, my DNA. And you'll see people at churches now, they'll open up their, their iPads and their phones and they'll, they'll read along with what the pastor is saying. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think anything that gives you access, <clears throat> excuse me, or makes it easier to get at something or to read something, I think it's great. I think everybody should have at least one Bible app on their phone. I've got, I've got a few that I read every day. I've got two, Our Daily Bread, and one called um, Holy Bible. And there are devotional apps on there. There are daily readers on there, you know, reminders to read the Bible every day. And I think anything that actively encourages you to get closer to God is not entirely bad at all, or can't be entirely bad at all. I think it's something you should do. And I actively encourage you, if you've never read the Bible, 
pick one up <clears throat> if you don't want to pay for one. I'm pretty sure most libraries have physical copies. If not, there are millions and millions of Bible apps and sites and things online where you can dive as deep as you want or just paddle around on the surface. I think starting out, there's nothing wrong with that. Because the more you read, the closer you'll get to God. And I honestly believe the better your life will be. I know some people say that, well, you're coming across as preaching. Well, maybe you need to be preached to a little bit. If you if you have no experience with the Word of God, or maybe you went to a bad church. I've been to a few bad churches where I, <clears throat> I wanted to leave in the middle because it was just not, it did not feel like God was in that place. And if God's not there, then I have no reason to be there. And you'll know, you'll you'll feel his presence. Even if you've never felt it before or you don't know what it feels like, you'll know. You'll get that feeling, like this over, overflowing feeling of warmth and it makes you feel safe. And to me, I honestly believe that that's God and the presence of his children, you know, taking time to visit with us. And he's there and you know he's there and he sees you and he's very, very happy that you're there. So I encourage you, pick up a Bible, find a Bible study group, go find a church, and you don't have to stay with the first one you find. If you don't like First Baptist, go to Second Baptist or <laughs> whatever. But keep looking until you find that church where you feel at home and you feel like you want to be there. And don't let people bully you. If you're new in the church, don't let them push you around because they've been there forever or their family was there when the the first brick was laid or whatever the case may be, because you're going to run into those people and God bless them. They mean well, but I think they're misguided in how they go about things. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of it. You know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to do some more, some more Bible verse reading because I think it's important to get his word out there. And if it encourages you in some way, if it makes your life better in some way, if it brings you closer to God, then my job is done. And what more could you ask for than to be an ambassador or I'm not, I don't consider myself a missionary because I'm not doing that kind of work. Although maybe I am. I don't know. Let me know. Leave a comment and let me know what you think. All right. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And as I always say in my blog post, your mileage may vary. This is just my two cents worth. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day.